so we are here with Joey Mullen. Uh, I am not going to spend any time introducing Joey because why? We're just going to be wasting time. Everybody knows who Joey is. But what I do want to do before Those you even best. say- I love the introductions. It, it, it tells me if you actually know me, like me, have a crush on me. Okay, well then let me- <laughs> let me tell this story. We all know you do, but let we've me, already let me been tell... talking for an hour before this, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start this story. off <laughs> by telling a story, and and it and it will be a special little story for you. Uh, either it's going to be something that brings back fond memories, or you might blush a little and and, and be embarrassed because we all know you don't need an ego boost. But back in, I'm I'm going to say it was 2013. I started uploading in 2012 started my channel in 2011 started uploading in 2012 and i want to say it was 2013 but it might have been 2014 i was watching at the time i was watching dustin's fish tanks i was watching um mark bolton uh who was bali one two three four five or whatever at the time yep there was very few options to watch but there was this kit i watched this kid, he was this little scrappy kid, and yes, I said little, uh, that would do all of these projects. And and this this kid introduced me to a, a method of making an overflow out of PVC piping. And I was like, I didn't even know that could be done. And it was so awesome. This kid's... Now, don't jump in here, Joey, because you're going to want to correct me. I'm I'm just telling you right now I'm going to be saying this word wrong. This kid's name was Euro Joey. That's how I pronounced it. It was spelled I believe U A R U Joey. Right? Okay. Yeah. I don't know why, but my simple brain pronounced that as Euro Joey. So I thought this kid was in the UK. Uh-huh. Even though he didn't have an accent. And I watched so many of this kid's videos. He was getting better and better as he went. He was the biggest channel in our community, which our community was like 12 people. And he was a big deal to me because our community was so small. There were so few people in it. If you were at the top, that was a big deal. And it was like a celebrity thing. I'm sitting in my living room one night. I I might've even been sitting in my underwear. I don't know. And uh, I'm watching TV and I have my, my tablet and I'm scrolling through and I get a notification. YouTube used to have, I don't know why they don't have it anymore, they used to have a direct message ability uh, or feature on there. I get a, a, a notification, Euro Joey has messaged you. And I was like, I slid in what? Your hands. <laughs> I said, what? Lisa, get in here. Can you believe this? I check it and, and it had, in fact, it was a message from Euro Joey, who I later found out was pronounced Waru Joey. And uh, and it was a message from this kid who I admired and, and I would, had been watching so many of his videos. And the message said, hey, look, I like what you're doing. You're doing some really cool videos. And I want to share your channel in my Facebook group or fa- fan page or whatever it was at the time. And it's called DIY Fish Keepers. At least I think that's what it was called. You may have changed the name. I don't know. And uh, and I, I literally did say, Lisa, you got to get in here because look, he messaged me. It was almost like getting a message from Keanu Reeves or something. I mean, I was like, this is out of control. And of course, 
that kid, Waru Joey, Euro Joey, turned out to be this guy. Uh, and we've been friends ever since. And, you know, after after we did meet each other, you know, I realized you're just another schmuck like I am. But that was a really, really big deal to me, so much so that 10 years later, I'm still telling that story on my YouTube channel. So I don't know if I've ever thanked you for that message. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. You're welcome. I remember those days there for me, it was LA fish guy, New York Stilo, Mr. Saltwater tank at that point, uh, Dustin's fish tanks, you know, Mr. Saltwater tank was doing Friday morning, quick tips. New York Stilo was going deep, deep in depth, hour, hour and a half long videos talking about saltwater aquariums and systems. LA fish guy was doing aquarium installations and Dustin was yelling at cameras still. Uh, <laughs> I remember following them all. And I think it was at like 7,000 subscribers. I passed Dustin. I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. Um, and then I think at 10,000, I became the number one aquarium channel and the first to hit 10,000. But I also remember why I created the name Walru Joey, which was, of course, uh, Joey was taken. I used to just use YouTube as like a video hosting site. Um, somewhere to post my videos so I could share it with my club, my aquarium club. And um, I did same thing. Yeah, so there's probably like eight, nine different channels out there that exist of mine that uh, I can't get into or remember. But uh, I looked over at my tank. I tried Walru Joey and it worked. I tried Walru Joey as the password. And that was my username and password for three years, just so I could easily log in. Then uh, I seen these other channels like LA Fish Guy, Dust's Fish Guy, and they were inspiring to me like, bam, people are taking this stuff serious. And I was like, if I could have the impact I did locally with my aquarium club, imagine what I could do worldwide on the internet because at that time the internet was kind of expanding and evolving but i was like what am i going to be about like i'm just uploading random updates on my fish tanks a little project here a tank there uh, a species spotlight type of thing here or there sometimes it was just silent video with and you could hear me breathing like um <laughs> but that's what you used to upload no you used to type in like for example if you're recording discus you go uh discus hd like instead of 4k you used to type mm -hmm. in hd but oh, yeah. uh, so I, lo I looked at all my videos and uh, my my do it yourself projects were most popular. I was like, I'll be the do it yourself guy. Uh, so I deleted. That's why there's no videos from like like two years or three years of my videos are missing. And then it's just this uh, corner tank that I built the background. That's the first video on my channel because I deleted everything else. I should have just unlisted them, but I don't know if that was an option. But I became um, known for do it yourself projects. A couple years later, I realized that nobody knows what Walru is, let alone can pronounce pronounce it nor spell it just like Including. you protest or uh, mentioned <laughs> and uh, so i was like i need a new name and uh i just went to the comments and they're like man you're the you're the king you're the diy king you're the king at do it yourself you're the best at, you're the king of diy i was like damn that has a nice ring <laughs> so i i changed my channel to the king of diy and i felt like i felt a little arrogant and or cocky for calling myself the king of diy but it was a community that was calling me it and named it and that's all i've ever been about was like what's going on in the community and um then i took it very seriously like if i'm going to be the king of diy i'm gonna have to pump out videos um week after week after week and those projects were taking like 40 hours every week to make one video um and that that and time they were YouTube like three minute long videos too they were really short YouTube wanted three to five minute videos at that time yeah. they wanted short videos so i was it didn't matter how long the video was. It was just how long it took me to gather the materials, do some testing, build it a few times, make it so that it's easy for anybody to build. Plus the materials have to actually be accessible. And that was, 
I don't care how flashy or how extravagant this is. I want you to be able to actually do it. Um, so it would take a, a tremendous amount of time. And, you know, eventually the projects got bigger and bigger um, only because my channel kept growing bigger and bigger. And I felt pressured to do it like, oh, you got to You got to do bigger and bigger and badder every time. Like the, this video has got to be better than the last video. And um, but yeah, I think that uh, it's definitely been a long road. There's been a tremendous amount of history over the past, you know, 15 to 20 years uh, on the Internet for a lot of creators. And I think that is the topic of uh this podcast today for you john is um the importance and or influence uh of uh influencers within our industry and uh, are they good or bad yeah that's exactly it i mean I, I, influencer that's a word that makes some people including me feel weird uh but it's definitely it it's absolutely a true statement that we are influencers um and I, I've just I've had this in my mind for the longest time. Like, is is this good? Because you hear negatives. You hear. I mean, I certainly do, and I'm sure you do. Um, there's there's things things that are said that are, you know, from a, a negative standpoint. And it's like, you know what? I think both sides needs to be out there. It's something I want to talk about. The good and the bad. I mean, because. Yeah. It's not all roses and stuff like that. When when you and I started in this hobby before we were making fools of ourselves on the internet, magazines was the only influence. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. books, clubs, magazines, and books, clubs. But magazines, like I mean, I can remember, it, and not just with fish keeping, but so many magazines I was subscribed to that I would just be like checking the mail when I get home to see. For me, it was like Transworld and Thrasher, the two skateboarding magazines, and then. Um, Tropical uh, fish, fish magazines. Yeah, I, uh, and it was so I remember exciting. I've never I've never paid for one, but I've always got them because they used to come with one month free. So I used to just um, keep changing my address or ship it to the to a friend's house or mother in law's <laughs> or my house or change the name every month. And I, I did it for like a year or so. So my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where if there was influence in the hobby, that's where it was, was in the magazines. Yeah. And it was a lot of times just paid advertisements and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, so, you know, influencers, that's not a new thing. I mean, there's been influencers no. forever. Michael Jordan is probably, in my opinion, the big, like the the, the, biggest, goat, the biggest. And I think that that's when it really, really took off as far as uh, influencers across all, uh, you know, things, not just fish keeping, but with fish keeping, I think you really um, come up with the definition of influencer first, though, before you kind of discuss it, just, just get everybody on the same page, in my opinion, and, and then you share yours. But in my opinion, an influencer is somebody that truly uh, moves the needle uh, within their industry and it obviously influences and impacts people's not only their buying decisions, but to take it a step further, but, you know, influences the way they do something or how they keep something. Uh, I don't think having a ton of followers or subscribers makes you an influencer by default. I think that you truly have to uh, be influential. And I think that a lot of people, uh, I think that the word influencer sometimes gets a bad rap because somebody will have a, a tremendous amount of followers and say things or do things or promote things that are only self-serving and are overall detrimental to the longevity of the hobby. The reason why you're talking to me today after 15 years is because I do have longevity. If I did anything or if associated with or 
did anything off brand and or that uh, challenged my integrity, I probably would have faded out years and years ago, but I'm sitting on my most successful year of all time right now. Uh, but yeah, in, in my opinion, an influencer is somebody who uh, ha has a, a true impact on their industry. I, I would take it a step further and I would say an influencer is somebody who has a connection with their following that if they say something, the following that they have has a trust in them and yeah. believes what they're saying and will be influenced by what that person yeah. says. Okay, I think um, mine was a little more vague. Sorry about that. No, no. I mean, it's we're basically saying the same thing. I mean... Yeah. Um, because it does impact the industry as well, because, you know, somebody can pay me a bunch of money, which has never happened to promote a product. And simply because I've built the reputation that I have, and you have the reputation that you have, there will be people that will buy that simply because I've said, I believe in it. And that can be taken advantage of. I am happy mm -hmm. to say I've never have. Um, and I think most people don't, but. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that can be bought too, but just the, the simple uh, ability to influence decisions of other people, whether they be how to keep your aquarium, where to source your black diamond stingrays, which are making me so mad when I see them in the background. Uh, there, yeah, see, on the screen now, it's con condensed us down so much. Keep bragging, you big jerk. It's condensed it down so much. You see much less of it in the actual screen oh, that's being recorded. And now he's going to turn the camera so we can see him. That's my dream fish. And uh, and Joey knows it. And that's why he set this up this way. Both of my dream fish are actually in the screen right now. But anyway, um, you know, for example, I've been a fan of Black Diamond Stingrays for as long as I can remember. But if I had never seen them before and I see them behind you, I'm like, oh, my God, Joey has those. Those are amazing. I would not mm -hmm. have seen those before if it hadn't been for you. You've influenced me to uh, to want to get those fish. It, don't let that go to your head because it's not true. I, I knew these fish before I saw it's you have said. them, but it's, it's just not how made I me heard very it. jealous. Whatever. It made me I very jealous that if, you have them. I think it doesn't matter if influencer influences are good or influences are good or bad. I think that they're going to exist no matter what. Um, sure. I think that it's uh, it's technically the community's responsibility to police everything and even to police us uh, and to call people out and or to uh, I'm speaking f so I've always operated everything coming from my heart and coming from the right place and doing what is right overall um, so in my opinion so long as you maintain integrity do what is morally correct and truly focus on the longevity of the hobby as opposed to what's most self-serving and or uh, doing something to compete and or damage somebody else. I think that you're on the right track. Uh, I think I think a number of influencers are incredibly self-serving at times and uh, could do a tremendous amount more positive uh, within the hobby than they actively are. Uh, and I say that because even though you work, they work and I work incredibly hard to get to the point where we can consider ourselves an influencer, what comes with that is a tremendous amount of responsibility. Um, 
And we have to maintain that level of responsibility uh, and respect it and do what's right um, as, as often as you can. Now, if you want to showcase yourself on the internet for as long as I have, everything that you ever do or say, depending on how much you share, and I always, always share, I'll overshare, I guess. Me too. You're going to put yourself in a position where you might come across as like, uh, I don't like him. Uh, I don't like the way he talks or this, that, or the other thing. But the main focus should be on, are they bad for the actual hobby? Uh, and I think that's what your question is, is like, are influencers good or bad for the hobby? And I guess the answer is, of course, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I think that um, at times, like I said, uh, it's difficult to say like, oh, somebody will sell out when they didn't have morals or standards and or integrity in the first place. They don't see it as selling out. They see it as I want to make as much money from this as I possibly can and I'm going to do it however I can. And because we don't really police uh, the community or influencers, a lot of people can get away with it. I remember a time when you couldn't make a penny off YouTube. There was a YouTube partner program, but it was only for the select top. I remember making videos for like five or six years and I didn't make a penny. I remember what it's like to do this because it was doing it for the right reason. Right. Am I going to sell out after 15 years because, you know, somebody offered me 20 grand? No, I have a legacy now. This is a part of I've dedicated from the age of 25. And, and if anybody can take a step back and think about what you did from 25 to 40 years old, that's your life's work. This is everything that I am. Prime years. Uh, so I, it's it's the most productive years of my of my life dedicated to the aquarium hobby, um, and 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 I guess the other thing is like because we are YouTubers and because if you open up your creator app on your phone, what's the first thing you see? What your how your video is performing? Number one, number nine, and when it hits that number ten, it sucks. But YouTube oh. creates a, YouTube makes us competitive. So when we're having a bad week or a bad month. We see other channels that are doing really, really, really well. And they're like, oh, man, that sucks. I make way better videos than them. They, they're not even like responsible or we're automatically competitive. So that also has to be taken into consideration when we think about our YouTubers good or bad. And when we're going to talk or influencers good or bad. And when we consider them being bad, is it because we're coming from a place of envy or jealousness uh, or jealousy uh, or are they really bad? And that's where you have to bring it back to. Why are they doing it? It doesn't matter how well they're doing it. Is it because is it only self-serving? It only serves to help them uh, and it actually damages the hobby? Or are we just competitive by nature? Because over the past few years or decades for some of us, YouTube has taught us to be competitive and make a better video the next time. And you have to be better than the next one and the next one and the next one. And then you see somebody hit the algorithm and you're like, damn, I've been doing this for so long and, and look at them shoot up. So. Right. You, there have been at times people that were bad for the hobby, uh, and they were influenced. Name names though. No, that's fine. <laughs> and what I'm what I'm getting at is like, even if I said their names, you wouldn't know who they were anymore. Right. The industry took care of them themselves. When you only do this for the numbers, when you only do this for money, you eventually gas out or burn out. I think is what YouTubers call it, uh, and you just fade away. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing it for the right reasons, there's a tremendous amount of longevity in it. However, there's also YouTubers that shoot up from nowhere and they're like, oh, I'm going to do this forever. I can assure you right now the money is not going to last forever and that views are not going to last forever. 
everybody's changes with time and the time tested that I've seen uh, that lasts the longest is people that are truly know what they're talking about, have real experience um, and uh, have true integrity. Because once a lot of people get a taste for money and views and I can spot them a mile away, everything goes mm -hmm. downhill. And it happens well, to everybody. I remember when I went viral and I was making hand over fist in money in like 2018. And um, automatically, it went straight to my head. No matter what I do, no matter what video I make, everything's going to be awesome. Everybody loves every one of my videos. But what I didn't see coming was everything that came with the money and the, the uh, perceived fame. Um, I can assure you you'll find out who your real friends are, who your real family is. And it seems as though, for me, at least in my situation, is that when you're doing really good in life, somebody says, no, no, I need to test you a little bit more. And, <laughs> you're, and what the translation is, you're about to be humbled. Um, but uh, I guess for me, I've, I used to be competitive and I used to care about this type of a conversation to the to to the point where uh, I used to like even look at other channels and not have a ton of respect for them. But what's the point? There's nothing positive that comes out of being negative. Um, we talked all I want to do started recording. Yeah, all I want to do is no matter what I'm going through, my responsibility to my audience is to get on camera, press record and smile. It does not matter what's happening in my life. And you can think back the last 15 years of like the top worst things. They all kind of happened to me like in the last few years, like last two, three years have been pretty rotten for me. But I kept getting on and kept getting on and kept getting on because I do believe I'm serving a, a bigger purpose. I do know that there are people out there that need to see my videos and want somebody positive, regardless of what's going on in their life. They kind of like to escape for a minute, press play and see what Joey's up to. Um, as... I'm also in a unique situation where I've had a lot of success and I don't have to worry about brand deals or sponsorships. And I've, but I've, I've gotten to that point where I've been nitpicky of like, and I'll be fair is anytime I get a sponsorship and some people aren't going to like this, but I giggle and laugh thinking I would have did it for free. <laughs> I already <laughs> use it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, mo mo more recently was Northfin sending me a bunch of food. And um, I was Hold like, that thought. I was like, yeah. You mean like this? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, jokes on you. I've been using this since before YouTube. You were you were a company that sponsored my aquarium club that I spoke with uh, Darius way, way back in the day. Um, and he was excited to see that I've been feeding it for that long and uh, getting to see the growth of YouTube. And then he got to see me in person and see the crowd and interacting and all that sort of thing. And I think that's a, a big eye opener for the industry as well as this, how important creators can be to hobbyists. Um, but even more importantly, and it absolutely has to be said without them, there is no us, we do not exist. So that's why integrity, uh, and doing what's morally correct and act and right when you're creating your YouTube videos is of the utmost importance. But. Well, I, I think it's it's important. Uh, you you talked about showing everything. Um, I feel like for me, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many videos I've made that are me sharing mistakes that I've made. 
yeah. that fish ended up dying or, you know, I yeah. had a silver arowana jump out of my tank and it was my fault. And I felt horrible about that. And, you know, things, things happen. And that as hard as it is to make those videos and, and call myself an idiot and say, yeah. you know, Hey, I made this mistake. I, I've had people walk up to me in person at these events and say, I'm so glad you did that. Cause I was yeah. making that mistake and, and I'm not making that mistake anymore. So now my fish isn't going to die. So it's, it's a hard doing thing. That, doing that is like a double-edged sword. Obviously you become more relatable and things happen, but then it discredits you as a YouTuber. So you can remember back at a time that if you were a YouTuber trying to grow your channel, the last thing you want to do is show any sort of mistake. You oh, want yeah. to be uh, taken as, a, as an expert. But I made a video one time called I Made a Big Mistake. And all I did was put silver dollars in with my Asian Air One. It didn't work out and I had to send them back. Um, but that video did like a million views. And it showed creators like, hey, you can show mistakes and also be rewarded for it because the internet loves drama. And when you make a big mistake or a fish <laughs> dies, that sort of thing happens. My the hardest video I have ever made in terms of fish dying was when my Asian arowana buddy jumped, and for for over the course of three days, I think it was like six million people tuned in to watch my what's going on with this fish. Um, but it also showed YouTubers that hey, this type of stuff also is relatively rewarding. And I didn't do it for the rewards. I was like, that's the first fish that ever touched the two thousand. Everybody knows this fish. I had I can't just like disappear. And that's kind of when I also said to myself, everything moving forward, regardless of the outcome or how people view me, has to be transparent. The double-edged sword to that is some people will create scenarios. Yes. And I've yep. seen it time and time and time again. And just to get those views where I've talked to somebody and two people in general where they explained the video before the video was filmed or that this this event even happened and i was like bro you can't be doing this like that is not that is not cool it is not right it is not fair but uh uh that's the other side of influencers like don't believe everything they're saying or you're seeing because not just because you like a person or they're becoming coming across on camera as uh, a likable person a lot of the times it's a character Imagine going for a job interview and then you just act like how you act around your buddies. You're not getting that job. <laughs> right. But YouTube is kind of like pressing record, pre uh, entering into an interview as soon as you hit that record button, except you can stop it, Google it, go back in, edit it, change it. That's the Good downside. Talking I about. I've never yeah. Googled anything before making a video. What are you talking about? I've memorized all of internet and Google. So I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> Turns out I'm a genius as well. <laughs> yeah. I've known that all along. Have you seen this? <laughs> Nanobits. Yeah. I've got them all. I, I was not even aware of this. I've been a Northfin fan for a very long time. I'm really yeah. excited. I'm going to get to meet Darius in a couple of weeks for the first time. I like uh, excited about that, but I, I think I it's his wife and son. It's like a family, actual family owned business. And yep. I've heard some behind the scenes about the company. Uh, some negatives and one of them is he refuses to scale like in terms of like he doesn't want to get bigger and bigger and bigger he's just complacent and happy the way he is and from a business standpoint like run like if you <laughs> don't invest into that <laughs> but from like a, a hobbyist standpoint I'm like it's kind of how I met him you know 15 16 years ago um, or not met him but dealt with it and you know it's it's very rare that you you run into companies like that these days because all of them 
obviously are much larger corporations than you think and all about the bottom dollar. Um, I was but surprised. That an influential company is that you have to be careful. I had a meeting with uh, one of the reps who, who's no longer with the company uh, from Northfin, a long video conference because they're up in Toronto and Jeff or I'm something not. like that. Uh, Jeff, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and he showed me which are you've you've probably seen them too or you've been there. I don't know. Uh, he showed me photos of the the factory and and I was surprised like it it made me so happy to see that this is like a real grassroots yeah. operation it's not this yeah. big giant multi-billion dollar facility like maybe some other brands have which that's not a bad thing i mean you know this is a, a family-run small operation i was completely surprised because while we're on the topic of influencers one of my good friends uh, jay wilson is the whole reason why this product is in the United States. Yeah. You want to talk about influence. That's a guy that uh, I don't remember what year it was, probably 2013, 2014. He found this product. He loved it. He wanted to, to bring it into the United States. And through his influence, the the brand became a name in the United States. So I, I love that part about uh quote unquote influencers and that's kind of like um, I tried to be about eight, eight years ago and i don't know if you'll be able to read this that's uh, too small but and plus you know you probably pause it but it's a payment to north, north it's a payment to north Finn usa when he was like running it i ordered some food from him i could get it locally but i thought i'll just help him out um and i ordered uh but that yeah i remember that it was easy to bring that type of stuff up but you ordered that from Jay, is what you're saying, or from Darius? From Jay. Jay ran okay. Northfin USA, so he was like working with them, distributing with them. Uh, yep. Jay's like, uh, if if you can come up with a company that he hasn't worked for or with, I I'd know. be surprised. He's just he's just getting he just tosses himself all over the place. But it's uh he he work, typically works with a, a lot of fun and uh, cool brands. I think I don't know who he's with now. I can't keep up. CJ. Oh, CJ. He's with CJ now, who just created. Not doing a commercial for brand for products. Yeah, they just created the the best heater that's ever been made for the aquarium industry. We're not going to talk about that though, because we're talking about influencers, not products. But if y'all haven't Influen seen this, influencers influence products. We decide whether it's going to be successful or not. Some of the best products of all time aren't that popular, whereas other ones that are really crappy are incredibly popular because influencers said they were awesome. Sure. So one thing here's a fun here's a fun little story. Not even a story, but. How come nobody's using fluidized filters anymore? Weren't they the next biggest thing? I stopped using them because of what was happening. Everybody thinking that's the way to go. And then K1 came out with K1 Micro directly in, in, in answering water bottles. Like, hey, let's make them smaller so these guys can. So I stopped doing it because I was like, this isn't all that practical for everybody to use these. So I stopped using it. Now nobody's using it anymore. And it, that may or may not be the reason, but pretty coincidental how nobody was using it. And then I kind of repopularized the idea behind it. Um, wasn't the first it's, one to ever do it, but. It's funny that you say that because back in those days, yeah. it was like, if Joey's, get, which, you know, what, what tank is Joey building next is, is what was going on back then. Yeah. Like, well, you know, it's going to have a fluidized bed filter and it's going to yeah. have K1 in it. And it, it's like, and I don't mean that in, in disrespect. I'm no. just saying like, that's how stuck you are. You were on that. 
Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it works. It's a great system. So why not? As an example it, but... of influence and you can definitely influence the way. So even when I travel these days and I go to uh, people's home aquariums, one of the most rewarding things is I can always see a little bit of me in their aquarium somewhere, whether it's the way they did their lid, how they're doing, you know, certain types of uh, pothos or the way that just little things that they're doing that I can say, I know where that came from. And if it didn't come from me, it would probably came from somebody where it did come from me. Because a lot of things, I certainly did popularize it. But that just goes back to like, if you're going to be an influencer, like that's the rewarding part is truly influence people. Like just saying a product's awesome. It's, it's, it can be self-serving and you got some free stuff and maybe a few bucks. But those companies are making millions of dollars, millions, hand over fists off of your viewers. So you have to be right. very careful, very, very careful with how you promote things. Because a lot of the times, 90% of the products that a lot of us push are garbage. They don't have much longevity. Obviously, some products are getting better and better, but there's time-tested filters that work. Like, I remember I made a video on the Fluval filters being overrated and oh, crappy. Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. And it came across, I'm running six of them. They work. I'm just saying they're not what you think. And you, they have to be sized properly and looked at properly and that sort of thing. Um, I, 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 I think that it's just, it's more important to be truthful and honest with your real op opinions than not. But because I'm like that, I don't get a lot of deals. They won't even approach me because they know I'm probably going to say no. I might be too expensive. Little do they know, I've never really been, only I think maybe two or three companies have ever given me any money. And I can say who they were. Um, I remember um, Fritz wanted me to use their salt because I had all these saltwater aquariums and like, hey, we'll pay you to use our salt. I was like, I don't care where the salt Duh. comes from. <laughs> so right. I, I started using them. That doesn't exist anymore. Who gave me, who else gave me money to use their products? I think that was like literally it. Aqua Decor never paid me a penny. I'm like, why would I? I'm like, they're already expensive. Just give them to me. And I was like, that's payment enough because I remember how much these things cost. In retrospect, I should have took the backgrounds and I should have demanded money, but I didn't want to ruin it. Um, Custom Aquariums never paid me a penny, but I didn't feel like I was selling out because my fish don't care what glass box they live in. That's right. Um, but a year later, Adam, the CEO of the company said, Joey, I don't know if we can attribute all of this to you. I still have the text message, but ever since working with you, our business has literally doubled. He's like, you're creating jobs. And I was like, and I did it for free glass tanks. I was like, I, damn, I should have charged you. <laughs> um, but I did it because I met with Adam and he was a good dude. And uh, I didn't care. I, like, I was like, I don't care. I, in, like, I, like I said, in retrospect, I should have charged the money. But that's something that influencers need to do is like, if you're going to use it anyway, then talk about it. But if you're just right. giving, if you're just getting something and being paid to use it and or manipulating its uses and fish are like dropping dead because of your misuse or... Um, you don't technically believe in it. That's where the problem becomes a problem. I'm yeah. in a unique situation because I, I have a business where I sell a lot of products. And so, I mean, I get the emails just like I'm sure you do every single day from the next Chinese manufacturer that they're all making the same products and they're, we have the yeah. best aquarium light and all of this. And I, I don't, I don't get involved in all of that because I'm not going to promote a product. I mean, there are some products I will promote if I don't sell it. But usually, if I make a video that's about a product, it's because I'm selling it and I want to sell more of it. I believe in it. I, I don't carry anything that I don't believe in. Uh, and we talk about products. Uh, 
I have, uh, and, and also you, you talk about seeing remnants of you in people's aquariums. I know that feeling because every time I see a, a, a photo on Instagram or a video on YouTube and somebody has a CJ shark filter in their tank, I'm like, that's me. It might not be, but I still feel like it. And that was a scenario where CJ did not know me, did not reach out to me, even though I, I'm good friends with Jay, we didn't have a, a working relationship like that. I bought a, a CJ shark ADV. I used it. I loved it. I decided to bring it in for my business. I did a mm -hmm. video about it. And then, you know, we sold a, a whole bunch of them. Two years later, one of the owners of CJ is in Dallas and I get introduced to her and she, I'm not going to try to do the Italian accent, but she was like, oh, you're the one <laughs> because they weren't, they weren't selling shark yeah. ADVs that nobody was buying them. And then all of a sudden yeah. people in Italy are calling the warehouse here in Florida saying, why are we sending you all of these sharks? What's going on? And it was yeah. from my video. And yeah. that's Jay called me and said, that's what I'm telling them. It is because of your video, which is like, all right, pat myself yeah, on the back. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, worst case scenario, coincidental, but obviously when the evidence is there that supports the outcome, then it's, but that's what the importance of influencers are is that like, yeah. I just think everybody needs to be, have a, a, a tremendous amount of integrity and honesty. Other than that, I don't have a problem with you um, at all. Well, I think the best thing that we can have, and this is what I try to establish, and, and I think you do too. I, I look at YouTube and I take the word you seriously. Yeah. I know how cheesy that sounds, but I, I take that word seriously. And so I, I try to approach things as if I was telling my friends. If yeah. there's some trash product, I'm not going to tell my friends to go and buy that because they're going to buy it. It's going to suck. They're going to be mad at me because they spent good money on it because I told them to. Yeah. I wouldn't tell my friends that. Well, then I'm not going to tell my following that. And I, I know how cheesy that sounds, but that's that's kind of how I do things. And I never – this is another thing you may not remember. Uh, you should because it quite literally about – five or six years later changed my life. You were the one that convinced me to monetize my channel. I don't know if you remember that. You probably convinced a lot of people to do it. You messaged me. We, we met for the first time in person in 2015 at the aquatic experience, uh, oh. which is no longer a thing. And when you, you want to talk hair. about influencers. We can, we can talk about that show, but um, you had asked me not at that show, but through the direct messaging on YouTube, are my videos monetized? I told you no, because I was afraid since I'm a business and I've since day one of having my YouTube channel, I've always been a business. I'm afraid if I monetize it, people are going to think I'm selling out and all of this yeah. kind of stuff. And you were like, I watch your videos. I know how much time you put into these things. You're sharing things that are, it's valuable to people. You should not be ashamed to make money from it. And now I make a it's living. It's the norm too. So Thank there's, you. There's, there's ads on YouTube all over the place. Um, in my opinion, well, so I used to just make videos in my basement, and if I did not eventually take it more seriously, and you know want to at least make money, so I could do more, I wouldn't be sitting here. 
I wouldn't be like in this gallery, but uh, I wanted better equipment. I wanted better. Um, uh, I'll show, I'll tell you how serious I was. <laughs> oh boy. Look at those black diamonds swimming back in the background. Look at those things. It makes me so mad. And plus, with Joey being in Canada, he is allowed to have Asian arowanas. I have always been so jealous of that. So I bought this camera, um, a little camcorder. I don't use this style anymore. I have one very similar to that. It's um, how to build an aquarium was built with, filmed with this. The first time I ever appeared on camera was filmed with this. The, the, how I got this um, was in two ways. First and foremost, the acrylic I was given for free by a local company, and I said that in the video. Um, but how I got this camera was a different story. I had a car that I was making payments on, and I couldn't afford anything else other than my car payments, food, stuff like that. So I called the financer, and I said, hey, can I skip this month's payment? I think I get one of those a year or something. And they're like, yeah, no problem. I took my car payment and went and got this. Three days later, they towed my car and I lost my car. They repossessed it. But oh, that's no. how I got into. And th so anyways, at that point, I wasn't making a penny from YouTube. Not, not two pennies. I, couldn't I didn't even have two dimes to rub together. And I thought to myself, all the time I'm putting into this, before I go to work, because I had a nine to five job, technically not, I was working 10 hours a day. Before I go to work, I work on my videos, my websites, um, club stuff. I go to work, I come home, I do it again uh, from morning till night type deal. On weekends was my time to film. I just, electricity bills high, all my extra money, my family's money is going into my hobby. I just got our car repossessed for a camera. I was like, imagine if things were a little financially easier on us. Imagine what I could do with that. Um, so I did eventually get accepted into the partner program two years after this. Um, I saw the email and I thought, oh, yes, now we're <laughs> going to be moving. My first month of ad revenue, I earned three cents or 13 cents, one of the two. <laughs> I thought I was going to be earning thousands like, hey, I'm yep. PewDiePie. Um, that's not what happened. <laughs> It was years and many more, another five years or something like that, where I started uh, generating enough revenue to um, invest into better cameras, better uh, editing, lights, microphones, stuff like that. Um, and then I thought if I could do all of this from my basement, imagine if I had a building dedicated to the hobby. You know, so it, it constantly, that's why I think that people should monetize. It's not to profit, just right. like I see... Uh, I see potential in somebody and I'm like, the only thing kind of holding you back is time and money. Um, you need more time to be able to dedicate to this. And of course you need more money. I know what it's like to put a strain on your family um, from what we're doing. And that's why I say it's okay to monetize. And that's why I try to get people to, it's not because I'm like, yeah, make as much money as this, as from this as you can. Cause I know people that do it just for the money and are open about it to me. Uh, I don't make videos with them or anything. I don't even promote them cause it's just not my style, but that's why I say, and why I got you to monetize, like, imagine what you could do. Yep. Like, if you were making a little bit more and you could justify the hours you're putting into it. Like, hey, at least I made 300 bucks. Turns out I'm making $3 an hour or something, but. Um, yeah, you told me to monetize. I, I clicked the button and monetized and my first check was like $72,000. I couldn't believe it, it was crazy. Must be nice. Um, yeah, I, I've never oh, no, gotten and, a $72,000 check. That was totally a joke. <laughs> I don't even That's remember. Canadian I mean, Tropical I... makes $72,000 a month. 
Yeah, right. Wouldn't that? I yeah, that's life changing. I, I tell you, I, I can I, I could spend that. I mean, that'd be no problem. But no, I didn't really make what would be considered real money till I had had my channel almost ten years. I mean, yeah. well, no, I guess that would have been last year, but it was like twenty nineteen. Because uh, as you know, I, I took a little break, and that's I I get asked so many times do I regret taking that break? And I don't because you would always tell me the things that I was doing wrong, not in a bad way, but as a friendly way of advising me of what I should do. Wouldn't listen to you. I wouldn't listen to others. I was just completely ignorant and had no clue what I was doing, but couldn't understand why, why I wasn't making any money. So I took my break and coming back from that break, I was open to hearing other people's advice and, and stuff like that. And that's when I actually was able to, um, to start doing something serious on YouTube. And I will never, ever forget when I took my break, which was early 2017, you were in the 300,000 subscriber range. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Maybe 400. And then I leave. And when I left, I was gone. Like there, I still have my aquariums and I still did all of that. I wasn't watching anybody do fish videos. I wasn't watching your videos or anybody's like I was out done. Yeah. And so I come back September of 2018 and I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I, I'm ready to become a part of this community again. Let me go on there and see what's going on. Joey has 1.2 million subscribers. What? Like, I'm like, who did he pay? But no, that was, absolutely shocking to me not that you didn't deserve it but i was like what happened and then there was a bunch of other channels too that had blown up i was like i missed and i, missed I do everybody not blowing up and i do not regret my illuminati membership but one of the <laughs> one of the uh, one of the things that um you know i don't i i don't think it's important for everybody to know but a lot of the times where I'm behind the scenes, like even coaching and pushing people, like I did that with you, like you mentioned, Dustin's Fish Tanks, Aquarium Co-op. I helped a lot of channels, but even channels that were never a channel until like um, Rachel O'Leary, getting her to film, getting her to start doing YouTube. And she did it for quite a few years. But these days, I remember what it was like being the number one channel at 20,000, 30,000, 50,000, 100,000 subscribers. And I was number one. And I wasn't making a penny. I didn't know if I ever would or what, what I had nobody to look up to. I was always leading the way, but nowadays with a lot of people, they can justify by saying, look at Joey. If I keep working hard, look, look what I could potentially become. And that's why a lot of the times I'll even show creators, here's what I made and this is what's possible. And here's what you got to do. But in order to get this to this point as a creator, you have to be original. You have to be authentic, but even more importantly, maintain your integrity and morality in the backgrounds of your videos. If you want longevity and you want to actually have a true lasting impact on the hobby, uh, it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to do it. Um, but that that is my take, of course, on uh, if influencers are good or bad, I guess, obviously, sometimes yes and no. Um, but again, well, the it's thing up to is the community to face us. The thing is, I've learned, and I need to go on a sidebar here real quick, because you're really bothering me with the way you're saying something. And I know people are going to say it in the comment section. In Canada, do we say longevity? Is that how you say it? Because here we That's say longevity. 
Okay, so that's just the Joey way of saying it. That's fine. I'm married to a woman who says a lot of words differently than everybody else. So I just, I was curious about that. But I, I mispronounce a lot of things. And a lot of the times is because I don't really interact with other human beings as much as you might think <laughs> I do. I've been doing, I've been YouTubing, I guess, along with a number of other things, but uh, full-time for almost 10 years now. I don't leave my house. Uh, when I'm researching or learning things, for the most part, when I was coming up, it was all books. So whatever I I didn't hear anybody saying that fish's name before. So I used to call them Vijas. And then people were like, Joey, it's Vieja. I was like, right. that sounds, I don't like the way that sounds. It sounds like I'm trying to be fancy. Like even longevity, like, longevity, that sounds like, I don't know, it kind of sounds kind of fancy. <laughs> I'm not all that fancy. It's but that's no the reason than... why I'm, a lot of my pronunciation or pronunciations is because of, I was just, I read it. I'm not okay. an educated person, obviously. Uh, Do you so say just, beta or beta? Please say beta. beta. I say them both depending on what dad joke I'm cracking. So sometimes <laughs> one beta is way beta than the other beta. Like, I don't know. Depends. Okay. I'm going to do a video like, coming up beta, about the... Beta. Uh, you beta, know, Bisher, Bashir, Biker. I think Biker sounds horrible. I think I sound that... I, I feel How like that sounds you? like... Biker just... I, I, I like... Um, Bashir just sounds like trying too hard. I, I just like Bisher. How dare you? Now, see, now you've, you gone, you've, you've crossed the line. You've crossed There's the no line. There's no K in biker. I know, but I still say biker. And biker. I'm going to tell you why I say biker. Because I used to say Bashir. It's Rachel O'Leary. It's her oh, fault. Bashir? Yeah, no, she, she, says, she says biker. She calls them bikers. And I, I, I met Rachel in, in 2015 at the same aquatic experience. I met you for the first time. And she's... For I've always heard her call them bikers, and I'm like, well, bikes are cool, so I'm gonna call them bikers too. I have three of them, and I call them bikers. I love that. But what I was gonna say before I had to very impolitely make fun of you for saying that word differently than me, I'm not gonna say wrong differently than me. I have I had this thing happen recently where I was scrolling through the internet and I found a video that royally pissed me off and you want to talk about influence I actually made a video about this video that's going to upload two weeks from now um, uh, well I mean it's it's a you ever heard of a like, um, we have to release it. like how are we going to be um I can't I can't uh advocate for policing the community if, if I'm if I'm going to laugh or say it's drama, but you do have to police it. But yeah, go but ahead. Wait a minute. Yeah. Let me, this is my show. Damn it. Let me finish yeah. my statement. <laughs> I can talk to Joey this way because I've known him for a long time. You ever heard of the, of a <laughs> fish called a, a mangrove Jack? Oh yeah. There's a video on the internet, the internet.com that is a mangrove Jack eating another fish that's already dead. It's being fed a dead fish. That video has 4.8 million views. And it just pissed me off. Not that it's a bad video. It's it's just, how does that video have 4.8 million views? And you've got, not even my channel, but you've got other channels that are working hard and putting out really valuable information. And there, I literally show in the video a channel that is a friend of mine that has a video with 631 views. How does this get 631 when it's full of valuable information and this channel gets 4.8 million views on one video that's just a fish eating another fish? 
Um, it's the algorithm. Thinking- there's, no, there's no there's no way to control the algorithm, and the and the internet doesn't know it's good information. They know watch time. They know clicks, and humans and have human human curiosity, gore cells. Why does my, um, I, I saw this video where a guy accidentally cut his finger opening up bloodworms. You ever cut your finger on that blister packs, the tinfoil that's on it? No. Anyways, his, his finger got a little bit of blood on it. He decided to drip it into his prana tank and that video got 25 million views, human curiosity. Uh, that was, was my we, channel. That was, uh, wasn't that James? Wasn't that Fisherman Fever? Isn't that who you're talking about? Or was that a different one? On I TikTok, don't know anybody that uh, no, YouTube. Okay. Yeah, you can go to my channel right now, and um, well, not right now, but and, uh, I'm a little busy right now. But yeah, <laughs> but that did but- 25 million, almost 26 million, and then I fed I fed uh, salmon skin seven million. Uh, th- people like to see that type of like gore and stuff, but it's responsible fish keeping. It's not feeding live. I'm not a fan of feeding live for views. That right. that is typically uh, too dangerous, too risky, and incredibly irresponsible outside of, oh, the, the, the fish, it's, it's natural response. It's in a glass tank. Calm down. The fish can get hurt. Uh, from feed, For example, if I fed my fish live mice, what if that fish bites them, goes for their eyes? Or what if that mouse has some sort of parasite or pathogen? Or, uh, you know, there's a tremendous amount of other things that could happen from feeding live, and it's just unnecessary. And if you want to be responsible as an influencer, do you think I don't want to get hundreds of millions? I have 30 <laughs> red belly piranha. I want to feed them my ex. And I think that would do a tremendous <laughs> amount of views. <laughs> but, but you kind of have to, you know, be responsible. And I've always advocated that if they don't actually need live and if you can get them off of live, do so. But if you're going to feed live, you should be raising the feeder fish. Right. That way, you know, they're of quality of origin. You can gut load them. They're not going to be having any parasites or pathogens, but you certainly don't want to be tossing in live fish just because that's the fish's natural response. Okay. Why aren't, why don't, why don't I do that with my Oscars or my stingrays or we're not giving them their natural diets because they're not natural environments. Of course, we're going to try to replicate it the best we can. But if you think a 2000 gallon aquarium is enough for a single Oscar, that's not what they have access to in the wild. That's true. I think that I think that people that talk like that, oh, biotype, biotope, give give them what's natural. Stop it. We're doing what's best for the, the hobbyist interests. Obviously, if 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 you're so, such a bleeding heart, don't keep fish at all. But and at, at the end of the day, to, they are still in a glass box. Yeah, but if we do, we could do it relatively responsibility, responsible, responsibly. Um, we talk about Oscars living for twenty five years. Where the heck did that number come from? I've never had one that long. <laughs> 25 years in the wild. Is that where they live for 25 years? No, they don't. No. <laughs> they reach sexual how- maturity. They breed and they probably get eaten or killed by another fish. If they're right. lucky enough to breed, you know, and that's what, after two, three years. What I was going with before I, I talked about that mangrove Jack video, but um, I, I want to get into this idea that anybody can be an influencer. I just did a video. I uploaded it on Sunday yeah. Um, which was, I, I don't like calling it a reaction video because I think reaction videos are dumb, but it was uh, showing videos that are on the internet right now on TikTok that are, I mean, we're talking about videos that have hundreds of thousands of views, not all of them, but where it's people 
completely, you know, let me show you how I clean my fish tank. I take everything out. I take it out. I spray it out with the hose and then I bring, bring my 10 gallon tank back in and put my five goldfish, two angelfish and a pleco in my 10 gallon tank. Yeah. But that's where so, we go back to the definition of influencer. Just because somebody has numbers doesn't make them an influencer. And that's what some people think that they're an influencer because they got a ton of subscribers or a ton of numbers. Just because you have a big following doesn't know, doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. That's a hundred percent true. The algorithm. You can get tons of views for doing some of the dumbest stuff, but that doesn't mean, so like, what do you have? Like 500, 400,000 subscribers or something. Now say if that person that continuously does all this crazy stuff and there's tons of channels out there that do it gets more. Does that mean that they know more than you and they know what they're talking about? No, I don't believe in that at all. I, I think that uh, an influencer moves the needle. He changes but, the way things he grows things or she, uh, for the betterment of the hobby. You're, you're absolutely right. However, when you have a hundred and thirty, this one particular video I'm talking about that had the four or five uh, Comet Goldfish, two Angels, and a Pleco in a 10-gallon tank that she just completely dismantled, cleaned everything out, and put a brand new filter in it, which was like five sizes too big, 139,000 views. It doesn't matter if that person believes that they're an influencer or not. The fact is... You can't tell me, and I know you're not saying this, but of those 139,000 people, there are people who were influenced by that, who saw yeah. that and said, well, it's okay to do that. That's, that's what she did. And look, her fish look good and they're happy and healthy. And that sucks because at the end of the day, this is why I don't want to be called an influencer because at the end of the day, anybody can be called an influencer simply no. because of those I think, I think I think you have two options. You can, you can, we can criticize and worry about what everybody else is doing, or we could take our influence seriously and responsibly by continuously making educational, inspirational, and at times entertaining videos that as long as we stay the course and uh, we stay the path, those people are going to fade out fast. What you're explaining, I have no idea who you're talking about. You can say well, it's not a fish channel. I would know. I would have no clue who they're talking about. But if somebody says, uh, John from KG Tropicals, uh, Joey from the King of DIY, um, Dustin from Dustin's Fish Tanks, Corey from Aquarium Co-op, people from five years ago that don't even have fish anymore will remember our names. Um, and they'll trust us. Do they like to go watch these videos and see them? And did, why do they hit subscribe? Because they want more of that content. When that person stops making that content, people stop clicking on it. They'll fade out immediately. Well, it's this not, person that, that I'm talking about, this was not a fish channel. This was a TikToker, but, but, but you're missing the point of what I'm trying to say is that whether we call this person an influence or not, an influencer or not, that video had to influence people. This was not a fish channel. It's a, it's a woman and I'm sure her channel is great, but she talks about In, all kinds of things. Them click, influence them to click subscribes because they want to see more of that. It's not influencing them in their hobby. It's not getting them to set up a tank the proper way or take the nitrogen cycle seriously. It's not influencing them in any way whatsoever other than that was cool. I want to see it again. You forget what it's like to be a viewer. You've but been in I, the bubble I, too long as a creator. And sometimes we forget. Do you not subscribe to other channels and that's what you want to see is more of that? Obviously they influence us to a certain extent, but only if you continue to watch them. But videos like that, that's just a one and done. Maybe they'll do that one video or another video or another video, but it's more interesting. Do you think people are going to get the mangrove jack that starts off in freshwater and then eventually need saltwater from thinking about the same fish? No, it's a massive, massive fish. 40 inches. 
Yeah. It's not influential at all. It's entertainment and interesting and um, gory and people like to watch that. I didn't talk about that one because it was influential. Uh, the one I'm referring more to is the woman. And there was I did, there was like six videos that were all like this, that were people that are not fish keepers. They just have an aquarium and they needed content for TikTok. So they said, yeah. let me show how I clean my aquarium. And I think I've seen that. You saw my video? No, I think I saw a TikTok where I got tagged in it a bunch. Joey, what do you think of this? I don't respond. I don't care. It has nothing well, to do I with me. But because if somebody gets in the hobby because of that person, do you know what's going to happen? Eventually, they're going to find us. And then they're going to be like, oh, well, that wasn't right at all. That's true. But how many fish are going to die between point A and B? Then that's my point. You, how many fish do you think I killed in the first year of my hobby? I don't think there's enough aquariums in this room to count <laughs> to house them all. It's true. It's true. Uh, me too. Yeah. But For six months or something. The, the, my whole point with that whole thing, and, and it's not like you and I are disagreeing on this, but anybody can be an influencer. Whether you and I look at them as an influencer or not, if you yeah. have some 15-year-old that has a beta tank, I say beta, and they're wondering how to clean it, or you know they it, they haven't cleaned it because they just don't care, and then they stumble across this video on TikTok that's this broad showing how she completely dismantles it, and that can influence them to say, oh, well then all I have to do is take my bait out, put them in a cup, dump the tank out, scrub everything down real good, put it in. We know how that's going to turn out, and that's my point. I did that, that person, I used to do that all the time. I used to think activated carbon was the solution for everything. I'm talking the first six months of my hobby I and I'm barely keeping it alive. It's water turning milky every other day. I'm like, what is this? Oh, it just must be the gravel or something and carbon, 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 you know, change the water, clean absolutely everything. We all did it. And eventually what's going to happen? They're going to find actual real hobbyists, just like I did in my aquarium club that I learned everything from. They're going to find us and or people like us eventually. Mm -hmm. So one way or the other, they're going to go through all this no matter what. What stops somebody from going to a fish store just to kill some time and buying a betta and a bull for it and the store doesn't care and they go through all the same problems. It doesn't matter how they get in the hobby. The fact of the matter is that they're in the hobby and eventually they're going to find us and then we can turn them into actual hobbyists. <laughs> Does it suck you, that people do that? Anyway. I see those videos all the time. I don't care. When somebody tags me, I don't respond. There was this guy that had an eel pit and I kept getting tagged. What do you think of this? What do you think of this? And I think that they were looking for me to criticize him. I was like, that massive volume of water over uh, all of that gravel and substrate, that alone with the aeration that he's had, that's fine enough for biological filtration for the very little bio load that he has, but then he added filters. I think people were looking for me to criticize, but what they don't know is that I can look at something and truly analyze it and it didn't, it wasn't that bad. But this right. eel pit is just like killing TikTok. It was everywhere. And I was like, man, it is, it is kind of cool. I wouldn't want to deal with that much water underneath my house or wherever that was. I don't want to deal with the mold and the smell and like over time, that's going to get bad. Will it get lots that of views now? That was in his house. That was in his I don't house. Know. It was in the basement. You go through a, go through a manhole or something. Somebody in the comments is going to be able to explain it better than me. I didn't watch much of it, but I saw it and then I thought, yeah, it's interesting. It's not my cup of tea. It's not my type of stuff I want to watch. But is it harmful? No. Do I think people are going to be able to flood their basement and fill it with eels? No. Uh, do I think it will get people interested in aquariums and or aquatic life? Yes. All the power to you then. I'll see you. I'll see you at the finish line when you right. when you're ready to take 
take things seriously. I'll be there for you. And I'm going to be there again. I can't tell you how many people got in the hobby and it wasn't because of me, but they eventually found me and then they corrected a lot of mistakes and or learned a lot of it more and then found you and then found this person and then found that person. They're coming to us eventually. I don't care how they get here, but once they do, we can fix it. But am I going to... I can't tell you how many times, and I, I know if I've had this as many times as I have, I know you've had it. It always shocks me when I'm at these events and somebody comes up to me and, and to my face will say, you know what? I never had aquariums. I was never interested in it. But for one reason or another, YouTube recommended one of your videos to me. I saw it and now I have nine aquariums. There you go. That, there yeah. is tell nothing you. better. <laughs> I, get told, I get told it all the time as well. And that's kind of why I'm able to say, doesn't matter how they got in the hobby they're going to find us eventually do you think they're just going to go and get a mangrove jack a 40 inch fish you know have a 700 gallon aquarium because they saw a cute little TikTok or something they thought was interesting or funny or, or, or fascinating or are they going to go to the fish store and see what's available and maybe the fish store sucks and they're not very educational but eventually they will jump on youtube because what do you do before you make a make a get into a hobby or a serious thing we research it and we look up videos 100%. and they i trust me they're going to find us and that's all that matters. I don't care how, how those videos perform. It sucks that they get millions of views and hundreds of thousands of followers, et cetera, et cetera. But there's enough subscribers for everybody. There's enough views for everybody. Um, well, and I, I'm not coming at this from the approach of jealousy either. It's it's not that. It's more we're, we're talking about two different things because the argument that I had with the Mangrove Jack video was not the same as the ones with the people cleaning out their tanks. That one is more... This is an example of what not to do. The, the oh, member yeah. of Jack was just like, you're interested in this this fantastical thing and not the, the videos that have real value. And you can say, and you're right, you can say, well, they might get their interest from there and then eventually find us. Well, they're not finding my friend Evan Rifkin, whose video has 630 views. I, yeah. I mean, maybe they will someday, but that that's Probably the thing not. that bothers Based me. On the algorithm. My first fish was a red belly piranha. It was about six inches, and I put them in a 10-gallon tank. The gravel was the clown puke gravel. I had a clip on the back heater, and I had an uh, internal box filter, the stuff that you just put filter floss in, nothing else. And then I had a little um, treasure chest that would open with bubbles. I had no <laughs> lid. I had no light. I had nothing else. But what I did do was I fed him comets, and I did that without any research. I That's how I got in the hobby. But if I didn't do that so dangerously wrong... And, and the dangers of feeding comets and goldfish and or everything else that I just did wrong, I probably wouldn't have gotten to the hobby if I didn't walk past that piranha tank in the mall that day. Yep. Like, so to me, I guess that I'm just trying to be a little bit more understanding. And, and after being on the internet so long, trust me, if they're serious and they want to keep fish, they're going to find us. And they're going to find people like your friend eventually. Will he pop off or will his channel grow? I don't know. You can give him as many shout outs as you want. He could have the greatest content, but if the algorithm doesn't care, then it doesn't care. Oh, Maybe true. it's his thumbnails. Maybe it's the first 15 seconds. Maybe it's the way he titles. Maybe it's the way he tags. Maybe it's his description. Maybe it's just the way he talks. Not everybody can be a YouTuber, but right. there are channels where you're like, how the heck are you so popular? And how, how do you have so many views? Or why, why is this happening? Cause I don't understand the algorithm. I used to, I don't care anymore. Um, I got to tell you how freeing it is to like, I don't care how many views a video gets if it doesn't perform right or well. And, you know, obviously a part of me was like, yeah, I would love for it to every video to do 250,000 views in the first day like they used to. <laughs> um, 
but there's a lot that comes with that. And I don't want any of that anymore. I like the community that I have. I like that I remember names in my comments now. I, I, I like that. I like the way things are. I don't need to do it for money anymore. I never, even though I could say I, I never did it for money. Once you start making money, you're like, oh, shoot, I want to make more money because look what I can do with it. Um, and it could be life changing at times. But ultimately, your, your friend that has a probably remarkable videos and if you're vouching for him, he's probably half decent. It has nothing to do with him. It's the algorithm. It's oh, the way I know it's that. It could, I mean, but I'll, it could be him, and it couldn't. It might not have anything to do with his his education or his experience or the way he explains things. It could have everything to do with like a thumbnail, or the title, or how he's tagging it, or how it's ranking. Or, but YouTube changed the way things work now. At first, they would you publish your video, go out to all your subscribers, and then it would immediately start getting recommended. Now. It doesn't matter if you have a million or two million or a thousand. They're going to send your video out to a test group of your subscribers who typically click your videos. And if they click this one, okay, we'll send it out to a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And the problem with like producing a ton of videos all the time is not everybody's going to click every single video. I know and those videos, true. yeah. So I might consistently these days make a videos that do fifty thousand views, but. You know, a couple months ago, I unboxed an eel that did over a million views. I can never predict. I want to get into the algorithm. I want to suck those people into my channel so they, they can see, like, I can make you some interesting videos that are fun to watch, but it's also going to be relatively educational and responsible as well. All your friend has to do is stay the course. If he's truly doing it for a good reason and coming from his heart, everything will come to fruition eventually. Well, he um, never he never approached me. He never made any complaint. I picked his video out simply because I I used it as an example in this video, which will upload within the next couple yeah. weeks, of uh, of how frustrated I am. Like you, you're entertained. Four point eight million people watch a fish eat another fish, which it's not even the fish was already dead. It was frozen, so it's not like there was even any gore or anything like that. It was just boop, the fish is gone. And it's this giant fish in a tank that's way too small for it. It's like 4.8 million people will watch that. Mm -hmm. And 630 people will watch this guy who's actually giving valuable information. That just makes me mad. And that's not even really an influence thing. Whereas the other one was, you know, there's going to be people that are going to watch those videos. And they're going to say, oh, well, that's, that's how you do it. Because I yeah. saw that person do it. And that bothers I mean, me. So you, anybody can be an influencer. You can tell me his channel name, and um, I'll, I'll reach out to him, and I'll and I'll maybe give him a little bit of coaching, and see what happens within the next three months. Uh, but if he's not coachable and he's not willing to listen, nothing's going to happen. I've tried it with a tremendous amount of people. The people that listen, their channels grow. I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've I've done it too, and I gave up on it. I, I can't yeah. do it anymore because it makes me mad. I used to spend hours on video conferences and stuff like that, talking with people and nobody ever listens. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna waste my time anymore. I want, I want to help, but nobody, nobody wants to listen. Maybe it's just me. I don't know, but no, mm -hmm. he's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to work with him. He doesn't even know that I'm doing this. And, uh, it actually makes me sad because it's going to be a spoiler because I wasn't planning on bringing this up in this video. And this is going to upload before that video does. Daggone it. So he's not going to know. I wanted him to be surprised when I talk about him in that video. But anyway, who cares? I want to ask you one last thing, and then we got to wrap this up because I've already yeah. been on this way too long with you. Well, uh, we talked for an hour before this, too. So. I know. Mostly what? flirting. So, 
We said we were going to keep that between us. 2017, like I said, I took a break, washed my hands of all of this, come back, and, and you had blown up. I've never asked you this. We've had many, many conversations since then. What was it that caused that blow up? Because it was like a million exactly. subscribers in a year. No, I know exactly now. At the time, I didn't realize what it was. Um, it's not your good looks as much as you want so, it to be that. No. Uh, it has everything to do with YouTube wants one thing out of you. They want you to create a few videos and they want you to keep doing it again and again and again. So if you can come up with four ideas or depending on how many videos you make, but you make four videos, four video ideas, each one of those videos, even if the title in the next video changes slightly, they're going to start recommending each other over and over and over again and all four of them, but they only want to run three or four different types of ideas. I didn't know this was going to happen, but it's like a big complaint that I, not a big complaint, but it's like, if I were to read negative comments, like people are like, Oh, Joey just sets up a tank and then gets new fish and gets rid of it, et cetera. Before a single fish was in the gallery, I did a live stream, 250,000 people watched it. But I said, once we set up all these 10 tanks, it's going to take about a month to do each one. Imagine if we circle back to the last one, which has now been set up for 10 months and all those updates and we rip it apart, new fish, new scape, and then we can keep doing it. Cause I was thinking about, I can't have all this and not have content forever. But, I, but the benefit was now I can introduce you to new types of fish and, and new types of scapes. And there's certain types of fish that would never have happened or got so much attention if I didn't do it that way. The four videos that I was making was new tank, new fish, adding the fish, and then the update. And then I do it again and again, 40 times to get through all of them. But each tank was promoting the last tank. And it was just, it was just, I created this uh, ecosystem. And that's why you see like even empty fish tanks started out in a shed and now he's got another studio and he's, and it's the same thing. New tank, new fish, new tank, new fish, new scape, new tank, new fish, and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But the t problem with that is like, there's no longevity. You're going to have to do it again and again and again right. and over and over and over and over again. But I hit the sweet spot for about two years where it was like new tank, new fish, new tank, new fish. But on a side note, I didn't even know it was happening. I saw that it was getting popular and popular. And then by about 2019, I, I had just gone robotic where I was like, okay, now I got to do a new tank, new fish, new this, new that. And I was just losing interest and, you know, wasn't as excited anymore. And, I wanted to do story time, so I did. Uh, I lost a stingray, or um, which I didn't lose. It was just behind the background, but I told the story behind it. Um, I like doing that one. I like doing the um, the why the Asian arowana is illegal to keep, and those videos did millions of views on their own. Like I really enjoyed kind of diversifying everything. Um, but wait now I'm getting. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know why Asian arowanas are illegal in the United States? Tell me why. You'll have to watch the video with the rest of the million oh, people that do. Don't do that. You tell me right now. Right? I demand. <laughs> government. <laughs> we'll put it that way. They ruin of course, everything. Of course it's the government. They screw everything up. But more recently, obviously, uh, I don't necessarily do little projects anymore. I, I uh, uh, you know, water water flip filters and people like, oh, I'd like to see how you do it now. I'd probably do it the same. I'm not interested in doing that. You know, I built a bunch of new tanks recently, but it feels like it's incredibly repetitive. I'm building the same thing over and over again. It's just a different size. The 2000 was exciting because it was out of concrete. I built acrylic tanks, glass tank, plywood tanks, but I've never gone over 10 feet before. One of the tanks that I want to build now, 
I want to build one that's over 20 feet long. That is exciting to me. That sounds interesting. That sounds dangerous and a whole lot can go wrong, but that's something I want to do. And I think that before the end of the year, we'll see it. That, but why did I go I, viral in the first place? I, it, it was not intentional. It was accidental. I did what YouTube wanted and kept repeating it over and over and over again. All the videos were just feeding each other. And uh, because I didn't really want to do that anymore, now my channel and the views for each video is like, Burp. so I just right. get core views, but they're not recommending each other. I'm still recording. Anymore. Lisa's like looking at me in the window. She has a yellow frog in a cup. She's looking, I'm like, I got a big superstar on the, on the, yeah. on the show here and you're interrupting my wife. Divorce. <laughs> oh, she found him in the fish house, a frog. You want to bring it in and show Joey? Okay. Does she have to pond. climb through the window? Make her climb through the window. <laughs> I usually don't have my windows open, but it's a cool night. I automatically assumed it was the, you have a video that went absolutely bananas. That was, it was a stingray video and it was like adding stingrays to the tank. It's got like 7 million views or something like that. Don't you? I've added stingrays to the tank three times. I have a video titled almost the same. Don't but act like that, you don't know what video I'm talking about. If it has 7 million views, you know who I'm talking, which video I'm talking about. You have the one only video. One with 7 million, oh, stingray added to the aquarium. So uh, it was a little pearl stingray that I, um, and uh, that I rescued tactically added to my angelfish tank. The, the, um, how many views does it have? Uh, 5.5, but that tank time. went crazy anyways, because the, the video before that did 4.4 million. So but you get a couple bangers it, it, like that in a row. It's going to absolutely. Yeah, but up. they're both the same. I added the fish. That's why like people will do new aquarium, new fish, fish shopping. Um, and I think these days, in turn, I don't really see anything different. Anybody's, they're all kind of following the same template. But I didn't even know that I kind of created. Um, and I'm kind of waiting to see what's next in terms of uh, aquarium channels and what comes up next. But for me, I think I'm going back to like 2013, 2014 days where I'm going to do these. If I build this tank, I'm going to build it like I used to. Incredibly boring and step by step. <laughs> I've been saying it for the longest time and I'm pretty sure I have said it to you. I would love to see you bring back those. Hey everyone or uh, oh, how did Hi everybody go here again and welcome back. There it is. <laughs> On today's video. And then there was the closing. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the video. I'd also like to thank you for watching and if you join me next week, I'll have a new do it yourself project. Ding ding Bravo. ding ding ding. Then the arrow wanna swims across. <laughs> right across I, my chest. That a hey, I totally ripped that that intro off. I'm not going to lie to you. I did, cool. I did cool. a I very similar it. thing with an Oscar that swam by and I, I revealed my logo. I, if there's ever been anything you've inspired me a lot, but you want to talk about influence. It was just super I, cool. But your, your intro, that you had, which we, you know, nobody does intros anymore. And that sucks. Cause I used to love intros, your intro of the arowana swimming and then folding in half and turning around and exposing your logo. That was freaking brilliant. Nobody does intros it. anymore for a specific reason. You have about 15 seconds to hook the viewer. Yes, right. they clicked. Yes, they re read the title. But if they're not like a fan, they're going to decide to go on to something else within the first five to 15 seconds. So you have two options. You can be like, take Screw a, it. some people take forever to introduce or have a bunch of logos. But for the average, that's great for your subs. But for the average viewer, 
like, man, they're going to go, they're gone. So what I discovered was I don't even introduce myself at one point. I was like, I'm going to skip introducing myself and just jump right into it. Um, but yeah, in order to have those energy levels at all times, I was always downing Red Bulls and monsters and coffees. <laughs> and some people are like, oh, he's definitely on drugs. You could just tell. I'm like, no, I'm over caffeinated. But in order to act like that, because I don't walk around my house, because I used to think Dustin from Dustin's Fish Tanks was just always high energy, always screaming, always yelling till you meet him. And he's yep. just, I'm like, bro, are you, do you not like are me you or okay? something? He's like, no, chill. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> it's the same thing. I just amp myself up. I guess in person, I'm probably a little bit more similar to, uh, to the YouTube guy where I, I, I am a little bit more hyper than the average person, but it's exciting for me and I'm a people person and it's, you know, it sucks to leave my house and my fish and my family, but it's also fun to be around human be beings that, um, are there in person as opposed to watching on a screen or whatever. So that's always Amen. fun, but that's Speaking depressing. Of which, we've <laughs> got to, we've got to get you down to North Carolina, man. Look, look, there's a great show down here. I yeah. think it's, I think it's in May. We talked about it before uh, we started recording. We got to get you down for that. We can put you up. I mean, you and Tamara come here, hang out. We'll have a good time and get that human to human contact. We've been talking about it ever since what, I moved here. I want to say it was in May this year. May? And I, yeah. I'm getting married next May. Well, then why don't you postpone the wedding? I mean, come on, get your priorities straight. Uh, yeah, yeah, I typically do put my hobby of, ahead of my family. But <laughs> but in all seriousness, <laughs> congratulations. I didn't realize that. I didn't yeah. realize you were on uh, what, what day or what week or whatever it is, but it might just not be possible. Apparently, I should you know, take, uh, this, this date, uh, relatively seriously and then honeymoon and stuff like that. And, it's kind but, of important. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think but, you should uh, put, put that before fish for sure. But listen, we could go all night long. Uh, that's, I didn't mean for that to sound weird, but we could talk easily and we have really? many times for hours and hours and hours and hours. Um, but you know, we're going to get to the point where I'm going to run out of things to talk about. I know you won't, but uh, at some point, this does have to end. We've been recording for an hour and twenty-two minutes, so I think uh, yeah. I think that's probably gonna gonna be long enough. Because what more do we have to talk about? You've this is the one time where I think in my podcast I have not done the most talking, and I mean yeah. that in a good way. That's a good thing because it's fine. I mean, a lot of the times a lot of these things don't even scrape the surface uh, of a conversation, and I believe that podcast. Always be as long as they need to be or should be. Even when I ran mine, some of them were like two and three hours. Some of them were like an hour. Um, but for me, I just I simply lost interest in doing it because it went from. Um, I think that I just need a consistent podcast uh, co-host to continuously talk to. I'm not a huge fan of doing the interviews because I don't like to interview people. I don't know. I don't know what to ask. And even if I ask them, it's just always the same thing. And you know, not everybody can talk for like an hour or two. So right. it's hard to push the conversation and continuously continue to talk and keep it interesting for people that are commuting to work and or just take cleaning their tanks with this in the background or something like that. I never listen to a podcast and just sit there and watch it. Some people oh, might, no. but I don't. I always got something else on the go. And then yeah. I'll hear something and I'll run back and I'll rewind it to see what they look like when they said it. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> yeah, I, I've always said I, I will not do this anymore. Like if I'm going to have a guest, it's going to be in person or I'm not going to yeah. do it. But in I don't know when the next time I'm going to get to see you. I was on your podcast, Lisa and I. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know when I'm going to see you again in person. So if I'm going to have you on, then we're going to have to do it this way. And if I'm talking about influencers, it's a no brainer to have you on. So I appreciate you doing it. We absolutely could. Uh, well, if, uh, if, hours and hours. if your subscribers want to see me back on, let me know in the comment section below. More importantly, what do you, uh, what are some topics you want to cover? Would you like to see John and I react to some viral clips and or things we don't uh, like? Uh, or would you like that. us, would you like us to debate a subject? Uh, let me know in the comment section below. I'll be John. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're also well, but uh, <laughs> I got. I'm 15 minutes late for an appointment. Luckily, oh man! It's only five minutes down the road. Well, you yeah. better get to it. All we right. can't talk about what that appointment is. That I wish we could. <laughs> All right, love you, bye. Uh, yeah, you too, brother. Uh, thank you. Stay Take back. care. <laughs> love you. Say bye. 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 <laughs>